If she wasn't there, it would just be feet dangling on screen from a rope. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> if, if, uh, if CC couldn't figure it out, it would just be you hanging yourself in the in the back oh, there. Totally. That empty ceiling tile over your head. Yeah. Totally. Where are you in the kitchen? You're not in your office, are you? No, in the uh, in my office. Yeah. In my, the, the office behind my office. Yeah, right behind my desk, there's a little office here. Yeah, that we we set up to, you know, wanted to have her come in so that I'm always trying to look things up or whatever, research things to kind of make things more legitimate sounding, you know, so that we're more on track. And I just can't do that and talk at the same time. We need that guy on the Joe Rogan show, and that's what we have now that guy that Joe Rogan is supposed to. (laughs) We have that guy. Thank you, yes. Our our guy's way hotter and fucking <laughs> amazing. All right, so we have right. uh, this is welcome to the new the new and improved Fitz All podcast. We have a researcher now. We're going to try this week with a researcher. See how it works. Jimmy, what is up with this grin on your face? I love it when that's happening. I love. Oh, it. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like there's like somebody under your desk playing with your balls. Uh, you don't watch my vlog, do you, Andrew? You don't watch my vlog. You don't watch anything. Don't pull up on YouTube your. <laughs> Your uh, most recent Bowie knife making adventure. Oh, did and we you watched, try that? We, we watched that on mute. Oh, okay. It, it was great. It was great. What was the glue you were using to glue all that leather together? Uh, five minute epoxy. Oh, it'll never hold up. <laughs> it's <laughs> over. It's I was going to say, you were the one. You were the one of the comments I deleted. No, what I was going to say is in my vlog, there is a very funny sequence where you're playing the anvils with your wedding ring. And oh, goes, yeah. You play like a tune, and then at the end of the tune, you coddle my oh your genitalia yeah it's very very cc's just like what the hell is going on those those are the symbols yeah so should we we introduce those are the symbols should we at at least introduce the uh the researcher officially in the official capacity go ahead you introduce her i introduce her we have andrew's lovely wife as the researcher this time her name is CC, which stands for Charlotte. Charlotte Alabama. Cranberries. Yeah, it just goes short with CC. Yeah. So what right. we did was we took one of the uh, rooms in my office here and converted it into a podcasting room. And I have a big TV screen, and she has two computers, and I have a computer, so she can research stuff while we're talking, and I can see what she's researching so that we can talk about it more. Yeah, amongst us all, and then somehow we need to figure out how to get it to where you guys can see what's on the screen too. How would we do that? Okay, do so essentially things. we have a uh, producer, programmer, Very fancy setup, here. researcher. Yeah, we could with this setup, we could maybe one day do a uh, a live a, a question and answer. Oh, that would be lovely. That, that would, would be, be great. Hilarious. We'll do it on YouTube or something. I don't know. Anyway, oh, we could do it. it so. Can be done. Andrew, did you really actually watch my my blacksmith knife? It wasn't intended for you because it was a very amateurish video. It was just a no. I did watch uh, a few minutes of it. Yes, I watched <laughs> a few minutes of it uh, through. You know where you were doing the gluing of the five minute epoxy of the of the leather on the handles. The feature part of that video would would be the bandsaw freestyling bandsaw sculpting of the handle. Yeah. Making saw- the blade was just an excuse to get to that part of the video. So is five minute epoxy? Can it even get? Can you get wet? Does it matter if it gets wet? 
yeah. 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 And the handles, the handle is totally slathered with uh, uh, all kinds of leather stuff. Like the stuff I wiped on it on camera is one thing, but I did like four other leather treatments, and then I put basically furniture wax over all that. So the handle is totally satiated with wax and protectant. And it'll be fine. I mean, unless I find myself flipped over on a, the Poseidon adventure, trying to cut yeah. my way through pipes and tubes, I think, you know, me cutting a sandwich with it every once in a while and cutting open a cardboard box, I think I'm going to yeah. live. Is it is it rusty already? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally rusty. Yeah. It takes, like, just one one night. Of, he, like, cuts a burrito, then washes it and doesn't dry it, and then it's just immediately rusty. <laughs> no, listen. Anything... That you cut. Oh my god, it's actually no, it's not rusty. It was just a reflect. If, if you no, use it has some knives on it. Okay, let me just let me make something very apparent for everybody. On it from his lunch, but Jimmy okay. gets his food from the milk run, and anything that comes from the milk one run will rust a knife. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything has hydrochloric acid in it. Yeah. yeah. Everything. That's that's their je ne sais quoi. Oh, that's that's kind of knife and rusty. This is is one of my rusty knives. No, you know what I do? Once in a while, that's stainless. I bought this to copy it. This is like a big Japanese chopper. But the knives that I make out of 1095 and then the car spring and stuff that are hanging around my kitchen, I use the green Scotch-Brite to clean them thoroughly. A little soap and water and the green Scotch-Brite. Then, of course, you need to wipe them off. But that's that's how I treat my knives. Before we go any further, before we go any further. Everyone needs to know right now. Actually, I'm going to do a video so people can see. Everyone needs to know that Eric looks like he's 15 years old, literally. He shaved all of his his uh, <laughs> Al-Qaeda beard off, so that's gone. And what we have left is the remnants of – and it's like no, there's like no pimple scarring or anything on your beautiful little face. It's like a little baby's no. butt cheek. It's it really is. You're actually – uh, It you're was like a smooth. Handsome, now, it's, now it's very rough. By the end of this podcast, he's going to have a fucking three. Yeah, it'll be, it, it'll be fully grown in. Don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, I just decided to. Why not? What's the difference? Uh, I'll grow it out again. I shave like once or twice a year, maybe. Were you manscaping or what were you doing? I fell on a uh, like a real mower, antique real like- mower restoration. And... Uh, it did a pretty nice job. Like, I sharpened them, so it happens. Do you it have happens. to throw okay. the razor blade away when you're done? I mean, is it that dull? <laughs> throw the uh, Yeah, it becomes a card scraper. Becomes, <laughs> it becomes nothing. It whittles down to, to nothing. No, a shaving, I just don't want to do it. So much effort. Yeah, I, I know. I have to shave every day. I don't shave at all. Since I did the last TV show that I did... Uh... Even, so I don't have to do for making it, but for the TV show that I was on years ago, they wanted to keep me shaved in 2010, 2011, so that they could mix shots. So I, my face was always clean shaven, and as soon as that show was over, I stopped shaving. I've never actually put a real razor blade to clean my face completely off since 2011. It's I want to see what you look like, Jimmy, without... Yeah. When without I lose a, a little bit more weight... I'll go completely clean, but until then, I have a gullet, like a turkey gullet. A turkey and, gullet? Yeah. It's so what, what you're beard. saying is we're going to get to see your beard for the rest of our lives? Yes. Oh, you say you, don't, you have no faith that I will lose 20 pounds? I, I do, but you, the effort is what I fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Faith and effort, two things. 
Okay. All right. Let's Are, discuss how. Oh Andrew my God, Jimmy! Right up. now, I'm looking at a picture of you from. This has got to have been from like 20, 30 years ago. Oh, did CC pull up a picture of me from with no with no beard? Oh my God, yeah. It's, there's a little mustache there. A little mustache. Right. Describe and what I'm wearing. I could tell you exactly when it's from. You got on a um, <laughs> definitely like a Z Cavaricci pair of pants and a no V neck, like a V cut J Crew sh black shirt, short sleeve shirt, and a hat on it that says I am not a pedophile. Oh, no. interesting. That does sound something. That must be in somebody works. else's Facebook post because it's not me. Okay, yeah. about thirty percent of that was actually accurate. No, Z Cavaricci's. I'm not. I'm not. No, uh, you're standing there I, with your hand on your hip. You got on a black shirt. It's a schmedium. Uh -huh. Size schmedium. Is he gonna show it to me? It's from. Uh, it's from uh, the show. Yeah. No, I took those. Those are from about ten years ago. For the book. Wow. What oh, is that? Is that on Pinterest? Leave the video. That'd be cool. Yeah, Pinterest. We'll post yeah, that central photo on. Uh, oh wait, none of those other Instagram. guys are me. None of those other handsome guys on the the right side. Like, the super jack guys. No. This guy, <laughs> this guy looks like you for sure. Yeah, Hell that's yeah. what we'll look like by the time we get together in Atlanta. I'm working out every yeah. day. Yeah, shall we? Shall we tell Andrew? Are you 100% coming to Atlanta? I don't know. You you know you guys want me to come, and some other people want me to come, and I I just. Oh, you don't have to. Yeah, but is it my thing? That's what I want to know. No. Is so that's the problem. Like, if it's not my thing, well, like, what is your thing? No. I everything has to be about me. <laughs> it it is the exact. It's like a well, wedding. You know what it is? It's like a wedding when we've done Workbench Con the last two years in a row. It's like a wedding in the way it's a big hall. There's lots of big tables that basically comfortably seat twelve or thirteen people, and. I think what will happen is you'll end up being like at the table and everyone's going to want to come and kiss your ring. Yeah, people will oh. definitely want to – people would want to meet you. But other than the meeting and saying hi and stuff, for you personally, might not be the most uh, oh, exciting. Wait. So we're just looking at the schedule. So Jimmy Duresta kicks off Workbench Con at 9 a.m.? Oh, yeah. yeah wow. He's doing, the, the wrist, he's doing uh, Puppetry of the Penis live on stage. Yeah, oh, I gotta wow. bring it. That's why I'm trying to lose weight. Do you have the hood or are you without the hood? I'm a new world man. Oh, good. He's hoodless. Like Brush says. <laughs> He's hoodless in Seattle. Aren't Where you glad you guys listen to this podcast? <laughs> See, we're we're, so, we're trying to chase CC out of the room before this yeah. is over. Wait, we're yeah. looking at this thing at, at the schedule, and I guess essentially it's just like a bunch of speakers. That's the picture from the tattoo. Oh, well, no. oh, that's a good tattoo picture. And then also, look, it shows no. you actually trying to get scabies off of your hands. Yeah. I was rubbing yeah. my hands together in anger. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So um, during Ethan, the day. Ethan, build with Ethan. He looks like a very happy individual. I, I don't know who Ethan is, but he's going to speak after me, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And John um, Peters? He's a maker in, uh, here in uh, the East Coast. He's got a successful YouTube channel. Izzy, we all know who Izzy is. Jason Bent, yeah. I'm, I'm unfortunately I don't know who Jason is. I don't think we ever met. If I did, I apologize. Char Miller King, I know her. She's a maker down in Atlanta. Brandy, I might have met, but I'm not sure who Brandy is. We're going. She's a mental health therapist and woodworker, or turned woodworker. That's cool. There you go. So, so all these it? people are going to be speaking, or are they going to be giving demonstrations? These are just the speaking people, I think. 
Donnie, makes, that's Ben. Donnie makes great stuff. Donnie makes really. It's called uh, designs by Donnie. He makes these like giant, oversized bandsaw type furniture. It's really pretty stuff. Ben, we all know who Ben is. Ben Ueda. And Eric, are you first of all? Before we go for it, are you scraping your head with a razor blade? Yeah, it's itchy. Stop that. That is unless it's from Harbor Freight or Princess Albert, because then it won't be sharp. Oh, do it, please do it. Um, yes. Yeah, so during the day for you, so wait I a feel minute. like you're not going to want to sit and listen to presentations about how to have a good YouTube channel. So are these all successful YouTube people? Uh, yeah. Well, define success but yes they're all people with youtube channels and how come you're not doing it eric me personally uh i i I don't know what everything i have to say i probably shouldn't be saying it publicly oh i see it would be like me be like me speaking it's just not yeah like i'm basically i'm basically banned from public speaking no you know the best thing about maker workbench con i was gonna say maker fair the best thing about workbench con is just like the hanging out yeah, getting after. to know people. You know, I've made friends at WorkbenchCon the first year I was there. I met, I met Eric. I met you first in person at the very first WorkbenchCon. This is true. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like, true. meeting people in person that you've talked to over the internet for the last several years is, yeah. is very fun. And, you know, you, we cement relationships at WorkbenchCon. I'm not yes. buying it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I'm excited for just the socializing more than, than yeah. anything else. Uh, and then you meet a lot of people that want to do what we're all doing, uh, you know, various levels of what we what we're up to. They want to do what we do, and there's lots of questions and answers, and it's a lot of goodwill, a lot of good information being shared. Yeah, I was talking with uh, April Wilkerson about the Workbench Con, and she that's what she says: just go and hang out. It's fun. Everybody talks and hangs out. Is April going to come? No. Yes. Is she going to come? I think so. She, yeah, oh, she she's, told me she was going. I don't know. No. If that's in uh, might Texas, not be on the lineup. Said, in Texas, she says she wasn't going. Oh. Well, she lied to you. Well, you're also in Texas. Either that uh, or no, things can things can change, I guess. So it costs five hundred dollars to go to this thing. That's what I mean. For you, you can go. Like, don't pay for any of this, and then just show up at like five once it's all done, and we can go do something. But like I was saying earlier. It's not in downtown Atlanta, so uh, the options of like walking around and kind of finding something to do are less. But it still would be kind of the same in that we would just chill in the lobby and. Well, ask I would just like to say questions. this: if uh, I go to that event, I'm not paying 500 bucks to be there. That's what I just said. You I mean, can not. No, you would not you know, benefit. You- that. You spoke with Kristen a few times uh, through email because you guys were going to maybe potentially do something together. But if you wrote to her and said that you wanted to show up and maybe bring a little something, I'm sure she might give you a put you on the comp list. I mean, if you wanted to participate and turn, you know, in in at the show some way somehow. Well, you maybe just be there. Just be there. You know, because honestly, I'm not even co- kidding. I, I should have said this straight away. If you call her and say, "Hey, I'm going to come and I'll promote the show," she knows you have a fan base. She might just comp you in the show saying, okay, you comp to come in. Yeah. We waive your fee. Just come and, you know, if you mention you're going to be there, people are going to want to come because you're going to be there. And that's that's the power of Instagram and, you know, what you want to do. I would like to go. I would like to meet a lot of these people and, and uh, have conversations and talk. And, yeah. Uh, there's so a lot of people I'm sure that I've sold stuff to. Um, there you go. It could since, lead to anything. 
Maybe they have a full collection of anvils in their grandfather's basement. Like you have no idea. I'll I will definitely fist fight someone to the death, gladiator style, if that happens. Uh, yeah. But no, I I think uh, it would be good to go there. I'm gonna stir my chili. Hang on. He's gonna start his chili. Guys. Stir it. It's what he said. He's gotta <laughs> stir the chili. Uh, yes. Yeah, so come if you would like or don't. But uh, so here, here, herein lies the problem. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. The lady that runs WorkbenchCon and I were having conversations back and forth about me setting up this whole blacksmithing, you know. Okay. Expose, if you will, there, and then they went with someone else, which I think is great because what I was proposing was really elaborate and probably not safe with power hammers and all that kind of stuff. Yes. But for some reason, when the other week when Jimmy wasn't feeling good, I wrote, I thought to Jimmy that Jimmy, I think I just said, hey, it looks like you don't feel very good. Do I need to do an intervention? And what I realized like a couple days ago was that I actually sent that to the the lady at WorkbenchCon instead of (laughs) (laughs) through email or Instagram. Through Instagram. And you you know like how when someone opens the Instagram message at the bottom, it says scene. Like they she saw it. So I, frant- so I, I like frantically went and unsent it, but that doesn't mean that she hasn't seen it. So she oh, thinks she that I think she's in like some funk and needs and someone needs to do an intervention. Oh, so the last thing I can do and be like, hey, can I come to your event for free? I'm the guy that just told you that I needed to do an intervention on you. Yeah. Well, I think she's got a good sense of humor. So I think if you just opened up and you were honest with her now, she'll probably hear this because someone will bring it to her attention. She might laugh about it and say, oh, that's funny. So, uh, I don't know. Who knows? But, oh, that's I, amazing. Yeah, I didn't even tell her I sent it to the wrong person. I just yeah, no. it because I don't you just want to keep it weird. Just keep it weird. Yeah, keep oh, it I, as weird as us. Oh, that's, just, <laughs> that's just me. That's just me in the room, dude. Keep it Maybe, weird. Is there, is there a, like an old tool selection in Atlanta and surrounding area? There's I've been be. a lot of business with people in Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. So maybe just to come yeah. and just spend a few hours running around, There's rent one of those guy. tremendous trucks you like to rent, and then run around looking. Uh oh, Jimbo Tools. A Ford. Is, is Jimbo in Atlanta? Excuse me. Is Jimbo? No. I think is he's he? researchers pulling up things to do in Atlanta outside of the event. Is he actually in Atlanta? No, New York. He's in New York. Do you know who that is? Elizaville or Elizaville? She does. Yeah. Did you notice that she clicked on that? She knew that, and she knew. Jim Jim Bode is uh, a collector and seller of very high end, uh, mainly woodworking tools, like hand tools. Oh. He gets uh, some good stuff. That guy. I, I yeah, like, I very that. nice condition. You know, like there will be a Stanley hand plane that's uh, five thousand dollars on there. Oi. So is it established? Andrew, are you coming to WorkbenchCon? He's coming. Let's put the vote on the table. Do you guys want me to come? I think it'll of be course. fun. I would enjoy. But I uh, the thing that bothers me is that neither one of you said it would make the Fitzall crew complete if I was there. Of course <laughs> it would. Is, uh, David, is David Prosciutto coming? I don't think David Prosciutto is going to come. Bob's going to come. No, I, got it. I still have never what? met David. Who's I David meet Prosciutto? David. Dave is my, my other podcast mate on yeah. uh, the Making It podcast. 
I really oh. want to meet him. And you met you you bought a Bob bought a lathe, uh, an anvil from you, so you know. Oh Bob. yes, that's the guy from I'm making it. I make yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm making that stuff. He just got a bridge port. No, I he like did. to make. He got a bridge port and a heavy ten, so he's he's jumped yeah. in full force. I was I was like, oh my god, excuse me, wait you a have minute, a heavy I'm, ten. I'm totally going to Atlanta because I want to go on the Doll's Head Trail. Which is just a few miles from downtown Atlanta, oh, covered in a crazy collection of outsider art, all about dolls. It looks head. like the suicide forest in Japan. Yeah, what is this? This is like this baby is, arms and stuff. Like, what this is, is horrifying? What is wrong with people? You can go and vlog from there. It looks like a junkyard that somebody cultivated into an artist retreat. Oh, okay, great. Okay. Sounds like, is, by sounds the way, like a, let's tell the fans. CC has the computer turned so we could all see her research, and she's researching in real time as we speak, so we can see all unusual attractions in Atlanta. So that's why we're all kind of seem like we're super we, smart as the conversation engages. Yeah. We won't do any of this. Atlanta Prison Farm. <laughs> wow. We should go. A prison be, farm. Wouldn't it be better to get everybody that would be sitting in the lobby at night and take them out to do this, like a haunted house there, run or something? Is there anything speeding up the Liberty Bell? Is there, yeah. Is there anything more American than a prison farm? Like, what do you? What is this? I don't know. This is beauty. Urban de, the beauty. The beauty of urban decay. <laughs> some dark secrets. Hiding some dark secrets. Jeez. Like, what? What is America, guys? Well, this, the CC's going through the list of things to do in Atlanta, and one of them is to go to this prison farm, which looks like an abandoned farm. Also it's been slowly room. rotting away for the last two and a half decades. What yeah, remains of it is now covered in graffiti and kudus. What does that say? Kudus. kudus. What? What are you reading? I don't know. Just stuff on here. Oh, kudzu? That's, kudzu. A, uh, that's a weed. It's actually uh, becoming herbicide resistant, and it's a major pain in the dick in southern Ontario now. <laughs> Says the master gardener. Yeah, it's not Suck. ideal. It's it's a vine. Like it'll it'll sexually assault you in your visitors sleep. are advised to take serious precaution. From yeah, what? don't touch the kudzu. Well, because it, everything's it, decaying. It, like don't don't go it's into a, no a building. It's a no trespassing area, and there are dangerous areas such as obscure holes that open <laughs> into a generator house many feet below. <laughs> obscure holes. Why would they yeah. put a warning and just not put a fence around it and don't promote it? Like, why it's is like, this? Why is no, this, this promoted? Is Obviously, because Atlanta, this has nothing better to do. That's what I'm saying. What is going? This on? is on the top ten things to do in Atlanta. Go look at an abandoned prison and fall into the generator building. <laughs> I think y'all are just looking at the disclaimer wrong. I think it's just a precautionary. I'd thing. like to see the generator. I think, I think it's a bait. It's like make sure you don't fall through the generator floor. Did you get in there and it's a hot dog a, concession in there. Yeah, exactly. Jimmy, you said you're making chili. I want to know something right now. Oh no. Does the chili does the chili have beans in it? Yes. You are not making chili. <laughs> I know I wouldn't. You're making know, sloppy joes. Well, sloppy joes don't have beans. Sloppy joes. Well, sloppy joes don't have beans. Call it chili if it has beans in it, okay? Yeah, please. Chili? Uh CC, CC, please confirm. Thank you. No. There's no beans in chili. <laughs> it's right on the screen. Does real chili have beans? 
No, it doesn't. Real, real chili does not have beans. Traditional real chili does not have Although, beans. I don't know who Beans that are is. what people eat when they because don't they have don't meat. <laughs> yeah, but like... You know that as I've gotten older, beans make my insides so explosive. Like, I can't even handle beans. What are you going to eat anymore? Listen, when I was up buying the Richard Postman collection yes. in Michigan, this woman cooked me this white bean soup, and it was delicious. I had three bowls of it, okay? Okay. The next day, I literally felt like I had swallowed an M80, okay? You the did. Lit and I was expanding, and my butthole like was like, like a freaking, you know, water cannon. Oh, that's great. That's Thank sweet. You. That's all yeah. I have to say about that topic. Yeah. Okay. Well, people now people ask why we don't take sponsors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what do you know about need, butthole cannons? Who needs sponsors in 2020? That's good. <clears throat> all right. So he's coming. That's good to know. Okay. So I'll come. Excellent. I think it'll it'll be fun. And Jocko's coming. My my buddy Jocko, who I would love for both of you guys to meet, is a good dude. I've I've met Jocko. So oh, you do people come from like out of the out of like that are not makers? Is that what the whole thing's about? Like, uh, I don't know if there are. Is there like a uh, kind of like a fan? In general, people come to meet the likes of us to be able to get some inspiration and some advice on doing it themselves. That's really what WorkbenchCon is for. So it's yeah. a grip and grin. It's a grip and grin for people that want to be gripped. I'm going to have Purell in both pockets. Yeah. yeah. Get that for you guys. On, on you. Okay, Jimmy, uh, if you're the keynote speaker, then you write the lady. What's the lady's name that's putting it on? Kristen. You write Kristen and say, listen, I was in a foul mood, and Andrew thought that he was writing me a message about an intervention. You want me to clear that up for you? I will. Yeah, because I'm don't. i too embarrassed. And then, <laughs> and then say as a side note that Andrew's going to come. Just say that Andrew's going to come, and I need him yeah. to have a badge, and he's not paying, okay? And that's all. Just don't ever respond after that. I'll work. I'll work with her on that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dot Com. That's great. That's great to know. That's great. To know. Let's and talk about you need to something. promote it so you can let everybody know. But everyone's going to hear this. But go. Oh, I'll promote the sh the shenanigans out of it. Have you guys heard of? Listen, it, what I'm going to do is say I'm going to be at WorkbenchCon, and somewhere on my body is going to be an antique tool. You just have to find it. And feel free to touch, pull, prod, whatever. And the winner gets to keep it. Whatever they find, they get to keep. Oh, God. You have an antique speculum? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you have? You're going to have a, a big blacksmith vice clamp to his... Uh... No, but yeah, so it reverse, reverse the jaw, old, so it opens, it opens the butthole. Oh my uh, God. Thank you. No, so CC, look up uh, antique speculum, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Want to see if that if that exists? Like if we're getting over. we're getting confirmation right now. It has to exist. Totally oh, exists. Oh, it does. Totally oh my exists. gosh, these are terrible oh. looking devices. Look at this, that one with all you've the never on. you've never had a pap smear. That looks oh. like it's doing. Did you just ask my wife that. No, I'm that's asking it. you, Andrew. Oh, that's yeah. what. Yeah, I've had that's where. Oh, that's, that's one of one of the uses. Anyways, uh, have you heard about a Barnes number no. five pedal metal lathe? Yeah, that consistently is... for the last ten days. That's all you've That's literally taken all of my time. But you know what? I I think 
what I've seen is unbelievable and and noteworthy, and I think you're getting good exercise. I think yeah. maybe you shaved your face because you've been pedaling so much that you got hot. Yeah. And you realize if you shed some fur, you know. You know what's what funny? Look, it's funny do. when I'm I'm uh, I'm watching the the video of you dismantling it. All I keep thinking of it would work fine if he didn't take that shaft out. Why is it? It's gonna work. <laughs> don't don't take that. There's no. Don't take it. Why is he doing that? It's still gonna work fine. <laughs> you All gotta take. It's just like do a quick no. fade to the future and then have it being put back together. That's it. WD forty. That's it. Yes. Uh, no, you gotta get the rust off of everything. It needs to something. be fully oiled. Everything needs to be cleaned. Every fastener. I think it's, it's got to be done right because then rust is just going to come back. Hand tool okay. CD. The seat on that lathe yes. is suspended from the main frame. Yes. Right? And yes. you can slide it right and left based yes. on where you want to be exactly. Yes. So essentially your right leg is on one side of the mounting bracket, your left leg is on the other side of the mounting bracket correct Roughly, and then yeah. your feet. that does not look like it would hold the human being uh, i would that's be afraid what i'm to curious sit. about is there a weight limit or whatever because you've got well, to be it's, it's, the scales it's, what's there. the what's the compression strength of a half inch round stock steel like that's what's holding the seat up it looks like it would flip the lathe over to you no but no. is that is that bracket That's, cast? It's the cast. bracket's cast, but the, all the weight is on the steel rod That's underneath the seat. That's what carries. Oh, there's all another the rod on the seat. Okay, so it's not fully suspended. It's well, got clearly, like. Clearly, you got, never watched the video. Uh, <laughs> I've never even logged on to YouTube, so it's got. It's you got can see right like there. A, a car hood. It would have like you would put your the, the rod up to hold the, the a car hood, but this basically, goes, but it, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't move, but uh, Jimmy, if you walk away from the microphone, then just keep your mouth shut. So you can kind of guess a quick size of the lathe based on the number of pedals on the pedal okay. shaft. Like a four and a half has two pedals. The five that I have has three. And you can see in the photo, kind of in the right hand side of what you're looking at, there's one that has five pedals. Oh Where man, what does that say? People next to you? This one. If you're doing something near the tail, uh, that that's the only reason. You could pedal it from any <clears throat> any position. They also sold treadle versions, uh, that's which would have right sold above that. that picture. But uh, yeah, this exactly. one here. Yeah, that's the treadle version. Uh, so that's just a, it, a it one thing. Yeah, like it works just fine. Um, I feel like with a, a proper chuck and sharper tooling and the right change gears and stuff, I could I could get like a nice a nice cut and a nice uh, finish. On Did things. you feel kind of like like moronic or like kind of like idiotic for putting a, a freaking Chinese tool on that machine? That red. Chinese... Oh yeah. yeah, you like that. I wanted um, to punch no, that's face just so in bad. my in my in my that came with the other lathe, the Logan lathe. Oh. Uh, oh, there were some the floor or something. Yeah, you, there were some high speed steel blanks, but believe it or not, I don't even own a bench grinder. What? Yeah. What is that uh, thing right behind you? Where? What you oh, it's about? a buffer. It's a buffer. Uh, yeah, no, I don't own a bench grinder, so okay, I should sure. probably do that for. Uh, 
dressing up some tooling, uh, it might be time to get one of those. Yeah, you should. Um, never used one. I never needed one. Did you happen to see the big belt sander that I got from? Oh my god, I love that. Chris thing. Cash. Oh, that's like, the one that he got. Yeah, and then I got it from him. Oh, I remember that. We were uh, we were together when Chris got that. You and I were, or you and him? No, all three of us were together, and Chris. You got it you on were, Facebook. Yeah, and Chris, you were like talking to the person about the ad. Oh, that's right. And they said that some guy already came and picked it up, and it ended up being uh, Chris. Yeah, that's right. And I like sent Freddy Krueger over to his house to try to murder him that night. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah, that was. I cool. thought I thought about buying that for uh, wrench making because I could get a larger surface uh like three inches wide which would help or is it a three or four inch wide belt it's six. Oh, it's six wow. shit yeah so that's probably yeah. too much no, it's, it's not just, I, it's not six shit it's just the standard oh, six just, yeah. yeah i just felt that uh i don't know how it would handle the speed needed for uh like ceramic belting okay what's the speed needed you can run it at 1725 i guess that's what the motor runs at no, like I for ceramic belts, ideally you need like you know eight eight to eleven thousand surface feet per minute. Man, you need to get one of those ones that um, Jason's making. That's what I'm saying. You need more of like I needed more of a modern industrial production rather than just a, a large belt sander because yeah. I feel I could blow something apart at that speed with that tool and then I would cry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would be bad. Especially I, I think it's hilarious. The minute you touch something to it, it shot off a snake across yeah. the Yeah. Do you have <laughs> do you have like crap, do you have like belt sanding issues? So anytime but, I've seen you use a belt sand, like you blew up the one with that giant belt sander when uh, Jason was over. That well was that was classic. ridiculous. Was I think y'all set me up for that. This one <laughs> the the platen on this one was yes. was an aftermarket. And by the way, I decided to keep that. Uh, I actually had a friend of mine write me and say, I want to buy it. And so I marked it sold because he was going to pay me. And I wrote him and I said, actually, I've decided I'm not going to sell it to you because I like it more. That than... wasn't me, was it? Because I said I need it. And you said something. I forget what you said. No, it was my buddy Rocky. Uh, and so anyways, what was I saying? Oh, the belt. So the platen on it was not adjusted right. And then Chris broke of uh, the mounting bracket for it, bringing it down here like an idiot. I'm going to punch Smooth. him. So I'm going to have to machine a new one. But in the meantime, I brazed it back together so that I could make yeah. the video and stuff. And I wanted to try it out. Well, that created a little bit of gap in between the belt and the and the table itself. So when I put that bolt up there, it it tried, to pull, yeah, it tried to pull it straight down. Right. Oh, yeah. just, it ripped that piece off of there. And thank God I wasn't standing in front of it because I guarantee you that would have been like a I'd look like the cat woman when I was done. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. <laughs> can we can we look? <laughs> can we look see, at what he's pulling up? <laughs> see, see, read the headline on this. Ouch! Tradesman, eighteen, suffers ripped genitalia after getting his trousers stuck in a belt center in a freak workplace accident. Ouch! I wonder if he had just braised. It's gonna the be new local. Local. Look at the Dallas video. Man. It's like he's got his leg hiked up and going out on a yeah. journey. Yeah, oh. he can't even put local. Local Dallas man destroys genitals with belt sander. <laughs> is the Old school thing. genitals. <laughs> now now has the smoothest the smoothest genitals ever. 
Luckily, it was a high grit belt. Oh, my God. That's like one of my fears is getting a shop injury to the uh, family jewels. No, yours should. About? Yours is your hands. My hands, too. I mean, I'm always protecting my midsection, though. Like when you're using an angle grinder or anything, you don't want that to creep up and grab your shirt. Yes. Wait a minute, course. Jimmy. Last week, it was your moneymaker. Now That's it's your true. jewels and your hands. <laughs> Everything. Who wants to get their skin well, snarled up in a four yeah, and a half inch angle exactly. grinder? I mean, that's Jimmy, like, how much do you have your entire body insured for? Come on, be honest. Nothing. I'm not like that guy Lion. from uh, Happy Days. His hands, his hands are insured with the FBI. <laughs> yeah, you got, should do that. You don't have your body insured. Oh, I have a half a million dollars life insurance, but I have to. I'm not going to be around to spend it. Do you hate oh, yeah. everyone that's that loves that you? Half a million dollars. <laughs> Half a million dollars? It's just to cover the cost of the house. I got that years ago before I had anybody that lived with me. Okay, yeah. Jimmy, let's, we need, the reason why I say that is you hate everyone that loves you is because your insurance policy should be substantially more. I, just, I know that just from being Nobody relies on me. I don't have any kids. I mean, Taylor can buy dog food if I'm gone. That's true. House is really paid for. All right, if, when you Fair die, enough. who gets who gets all your stuff? If you die tomorrow, yeah. who gets your stuff? It's me. Taylor. Jimmy already told me. It's It's me. Oh, I'd is? give it to my family, but they've come up here twice in 15 years. So I'm just saying the place would just go become like an old haunted house with long. It'll wall. be it'll be a museum. We'll hang your dead body like a Jesus cross on the church. <laughs> Put me in a, a in a or you uh, know like, what it'll be like the uh, Stalin coffin on the table right here. You should yo just, you should uh, like you did for the show build build another coffin just for yourself. Yeah, your it'll final. be like the Atlanta uh, jail attraction 2.0. Yeah. Come to East. <laughs> you guys Europe. remember you guys remember my, my living room that has the pellet stove. It's kind of the dining room. We had a big I had a big table I built in there. For five years I lived in this house. You know, I, I, I owned this house without a spouse. It was completely alone. So that's when I started collecting sickles and hatchets and hammers and coffins and on that big long dining table I had a coffin for years. And I would leave the coffin there. It's a, a toe pincher. I think we talked about it's kinda Look like uh, like the coffin you would see Abe Lincoln in. So it was like an old yeah, toe coffin. Yeah, it's actually in the container right now. I had that on the table with the lid on it, and that was to scare away the local kids that would come and like look through the window to potentially come rob the house. They would see yeah. that, and hopefully it would spook the shit out of them, and they would just stay away. So the, the, that's weird. I I just like the saying, "I own this house without a spouse." Yeah. <laughs> I bought this house with my ex. We broke up a year later, and then the house was mine alone. So it's just well, was I that had the, uh, hatchets and the French girl. No, no, no. This no. is a, a girl I grew up with. Heather's her name. We're friends. We split up, and then four or five years went by. Five years, and then I ended up with Taylor. And me and Taylor have been together now for ten. You're and friends with Heather. Is she friends with you? I think so. No, we grew up together. We lived around the block from each other. We're old, like elementary school friends. So y'all played doctor when you were kids? <laughs> we did, and it never ended. Dude, I had this girl, next, ne the next-door neighbor. We played doctor. Oh, my God, it was so fun. I was slapped by the researcher. I was always the patient. She, she, was, she was always disgusted. You don't remember that game, Operation? Yes. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's how everything kinky got started back in the day for me. That's how it started? Like, hey, you want to play Operation? They Let me go get an oh, sure. Stick it in my butt. They, like, <laughs> like, get the thing out on the table and then, you know, playing. <laughs> the research computer pulled up when playing doctor requires a real diagnosis. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, that's pretty sure. 
some sort Wait, of sexual sorry. assault was committed. Oh, wow. By someone. That's interesting. Yeah. Look at the underlined word there. I'm not going to say it. No uh, good. Yeah, that's my favorite. You can't say kids and that word in the same sentence. No, you can't. Well, so, they but, do. Yeah. Is the game Operation still around? Yeah. Cool. I Dude, worked, that was an amazing game when I was I, You guys want to hear a funny story? Um, <laughs> normal step in childhood development between the ages of approximately three and 84. Yeah. Between the ages three of three and, and six. six. Playing doctor so long as all normal. parties are willing participants. Yeah. All six-year-olds <laughs> are free. That's hilarious. Good. As long as all six-year-olds are consenting. Yeah. By the way, I worked in the toy business for many years. A lot of people know that. And one of the games that I made, this was in the in the late 90s, all the rage was making everything into keychains. And the very first version of my buddy licensed Operation and several other of those classic games, and we made an Operation keychain size. And I made the first prototype of that. I was the one who made that keychain. I had to like translate that game into a keychain size, like smaller than a calculator. And oh, wow. Manufacturing it. So if and, you and, and, keychain version of Operation, I made the prototype for that. Yeah, there. we're looking really? at it up right here. This one? Is it I that size? That. Is that the one? That's it. And then I went to uh, oh. China to help manufacture it. Dude, there's something about that game that makes me so happy. It's the, it's, childhood. Is it the unconsensual nature of it? It's it's about pulling the bone out without touching the sides. I think that's yeah. what it <laughs> Because if you touch the side, it goes. That's yeah, right. It's just like in real life. If you pull the bone out and it doesn't go, then you're a winner. Either that or she's pregnant. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. You can't touch the sides. So how did you make the prototype? What did you make it out of? I made it out of styrene and a, and a little sheet of copper that had all the little images cut out of it. The sheet of copper went under the graphic, just the way the real game works. But because it was yeah. so small, I made it out of one sheet of copper. The real game has a little piece of nickel-plated copper around each one of the holes. Because yeah, I took the safe. real game apart. And, but what about the bones and stuff? What were the what were the the pieces? Oh, the they were all tethered. Out? They were all tethered to like a little tiny wire, so you pull them out and they'd stay kind of nearby, so you wouldn't lose them. And but what were they made out of? Just little bits of plastic. Oh, okay. I just want. Yeah. I thought maybe you had another. Flesh, is that right? Just kidding. Just kidding. Real human I, beings. I like the word styrene. I thought maybe you'd have something else like. Oh, no. Styrene and ABS. You know, ABS is a very oh, yeah, complicated, ABS. long word. If you were, if our researcher looked up the plastic ABS, it's uh, acetobutylate minioclotriate. That's some kind oh, of okay. plastic. Yeah, that sounds Eric, exactly you know correct. Yeah, Brooks I know. Just. As a man of science, I know all. I don't think she's listening. Scientific words for everything. No, so ABS <laughs> and styrene. Plastic. ABS plastic is what most things are actually manufactured out of. ABS. ABS markers, for instance. I'm holding a marker here in my hand, mostly made out of polypropylene. ABS plastics, and everything. They're acrylonitrile. I'm holding in my hand some almonds here, mostly made out of um, goliophosphate. Hold on. So it's it's that made acrylonitrile butadiene styrene. There you go. ABS. For sure. Interesting. Interesting. I'm actually dealing stuff. with. Uh, did you guys see that bake light that I found? Yeah, no. I saw you. 
cutting that, I thought, my God, I hope he has some protection on. Yeah, it's just big light. So, uh, obviously, not common to find. Um, McMaster Carr has some sheets and I think some thicker stock of it. Uh, it's literally the world's oldest plastic recipe. Read the new headline that CC just found. Go back, CC. Toxic plastic fake light, the silent killer. The silent killer. That's why I was worried about you cutting it. I was like, dude, he's going to be dead. Yeah, this looks like a reputable website for information. (laughs) What is fake light? Poison. Anything that, oh, yeah. Go to the one you were just It's like, it's phenol and formaldehyde, essentially. Isn't that Uh, how Michael Jackson died? By, by drinking there yeah thermosetting phenol formaldehyde resin so it sets by heat you have to bake it obviously uh, hence the name and uh it's it's just original and i need to use it for disposing of here go back down just a little bit disposing of i mean go up yeah, yeah. disposing of uh bakelite is extremely hazardous to the environment it contains asbestos does it though Okay. Oh, now you're worried about that? Yeah, look at No, because mo- modern. After you modern, cut it? No, modern. Uh, I'm sure modern brake light's fine. Plus, I always wear dust masks. Of course. Because they, they don't make any poisonous stuff anymore. Eric, no. did you shave your face or did the hair fall out? <laughs> Just be honest. If the hair fell out on its own, it's because the brake light resin got yeah. to you. It got. It got to me good. Uh, no, I forget uh, what they called it. Garolite. Um, that's what it's on McMaster Car as is just Garolite. Ah. Um, which is I I don't know the exact okay. difference. <laughs> when I was watching your cutting that, I wasn't I didn't have the volume on. So what were you doing with it exactly? I just got to cut a hole in it. There's a million ways I could have done it. I guess. No, but what what was the end result? What was what in reasoning for that? What are you doing with it? Oh, I'm washer. Or? Uh, I'm remaking. Uh, shoot. Uh, I'm remaking this. This is a a part off a uh, 1920s like Model T battery charger. Oh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and did you need Bakelite, or you just go shattered. off? This, this is this is Bakelite, original Bakelite, which I have not been sanding. So, uh, wait, uh, I thought Model Ts had buzz boxes back then. They don't have batteries. Um, I guess right? maybe maybe for something else. I don't Are know you what it's saying. Words just because? Yeah, or what? it it is a battery charger. Technically called a rectifier. <laughs> Could have been used uh, maybe for radio things. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but it's very weird. I haven't been able to find the patent on it. There aren't a lot of examples of it online. And it's driving me absolutely nuts. Because uh, it, it just looks so freaking old. You got to oh, get with like a Model T car club. You got to find like these guys out of fossils that are still trading and arguing over these parts. I'm friends the younger with all generation doesn't care about these anymore. Actually, I have a Model T ignition guide pamphlet that I got the other day. Yeah. Ephemera. It's a piece of ephemera. Right. What is Thank ephemera? Thank you very much. 
ephemera is like literature yes so the other um, day i went picking so, i'm gonna change so if, up. if cc wants to just look very quickly type in uh vibratory oh don't go re- there rectifier vibratory rectifier you get naughty okay and then maybe add antique to that <laughs> uh, and that should be pretty much it. Uh, scroll to images, and you might get what uh, what I'm into. If you make it the scroll, it's like somewhere there. I don't know. It looks old. Uh, is it the it one on the right? Like, is that it? Uh, it no. Add, add, add Franco to the title. Oh, yes. Franco has to be in the title. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, so, yeah. This now it is, looks like Frankenstein's laboratory tools right now. Yeah. What if you just remove uh, remove vibratory? That's nah, still not coming up. Anyways, I'll post pictures on Instagram for everyone. Uh, it's very old. The coil's fully exposed. Uh, it doesn't make sense on how it works, but it definitely charges six volt batteries is it meant to be charged by the car or be like a is it like a storage unit like a no it's like your jumper box external yeah external battery charger so it's like a current jumper box that you might get from harbor freight yes and i think we might have talked about this before but you know a rectifier would be converting ac to dc power right um so instead of alternating current uh, you have that direct current that you need for six volt battery charging, and uh, it does that by mechanically vibrating uh, a, like a piece of copper in between contacts, and you dial in the vibratory frequency to the frequency of the electrical grid, which is sixty hertz, and then it will negate out. Uh, part of the wave to make it direct current oh my so it's god bo- thank it's god before, for modern technology it's before vacuum tubes and i'm sure it was before there was an lcd screen telling you or, or oh yeah or, yeah it's it's just seriously LED screen telling you what was happening yeah it's it's pre-vacuum tube technology like it is it is next level it's very interesting it's next level in the beginning of levels yeah this is like level one Right. It's uh it's interesting. Uh all right, let's switch gears a little bit. I went picking the other day and it was at a house that was in town. And what was very cool about it, and I couldn't show it because there was no real way to capture the footage, right. is that the man had after World War Two come home and started digging tunnels underneath his house so that he would have a fallout yeah. shelter. And he also collected tools. So the more that he collected tools, the more tunnels that he dug under his house. Right. Sounds his like a great idea. Fallout shelter. So there was there was like all these little tunnels underneath his house with all these just just walls full of tools. It was amazing. And is that yeah. that's the the house you are where everything seems you typically you go to these these pick sites and everything is just dingy, dark and gray and rusty. Everything in yes. these images were like brightly colored. 
Yeah, the guy obviously was very organized. He spent a lot of time out in his shop slash shops because it was like his garage. And then it right. he like added on a couple buildings. What was really cool is from the kitchen inside the house to the garage, then to the two outer buildings was a string that went all the way through. And in each of those buildings was a bell so that when his dinner was ready, his wife would just grab the string and shake it and no ring the bell. Way. And he would go, swear to God, dude, it was so cool. Is he toes up? What's up with him? Yeah, he's toes up. He is, huh? Yeah. Did his family call you over? Yeah, they called me over and they said before they had an estate sale, they wanted me to come and have a look, see what they got. Mm-hmm. So I went. I good. I did good. Shook I took a down. buddy with me. No, I took care of him and I took a buddy with me and he he uh got a ton of stuff. Mm. So we had well, one. how nice. This is the place where everything was yellow. Yeah, right. that's everything seemed like brightly colored in that place. And like the lighting was good. Either that or you had a good flash on your iPhone. I think both. <clears throat> I'm going to mute while I cough. Any uh, fantastically large vices? Yeah, there was a, a one Charles Parker vice in there that was really cool. The one that has the anvil on the back of it. How how common are Charles Parker vices? They're as it's common as see- Skittles are in a 7-Eleven. Yeah, it seems like that's uh, a Did you very guys see the vice that I showed you a picture of? So I think I encountered two Charles Parker vices since last we spoke. The one that uh, Doyle Forge had in his storage unit that right. looked like it was completely unused. And then the one that I got from Vice for Vices as a gift. Did you see that little white one he sent yes, us? Yeah, that was so nice of him. Yeah. So, the first one from- to talk about at Doyle Forge. Uh, I wrote him a message and told him I'd like to have that vice, and he wrote me one back that said, no. <laughs> He's not selling anything. <laughs> yeah. I told him I was going to send you some pictures. And then he wrote me one back that said, I would like to buy your vices, and I wrote him a message back and said, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was a great conversation all around. Actually, we had we had fun going back and forth, but it was like, He's he wasn't selling yeah, sell anything to me, and I wasn't selling anything to him. Yeah. He flat out said, I don't need to sell anything because I hang on to it till I lose interest in it. And yeah. did you see that one anvil he had, that Fisher anvil for 700 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, but he the was. most the most amazing thing he's got in there is like a practically unused Baudry power hammer. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yes, that was interesting. And By the I way, said that to him, was I Eric. Said, can he just can I get in it. line? I said, can I get in line for this? Like, if you sell it in 15 years, can I be, like, on the waiting list? He goes, oh, you got to go behind Willie. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Kevin. That's funny. That's good. That's I, funny. That, like, that's you know Kevin cool. Willie? I didn't realize how dialed in this guy was. I thought he was, like, a, you know, in Madagascar of uh, the internet. I thought he didn't know what no, he knew who he was. He knows where yeah. every power hammer is. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Willie is omnipresent throughout the U.S. <laughs> He's right there, right that, now. He goes, oh, oh yeah, because I'll put you online. You'll be right behind Kevin Willie. I'm like, then forget it. Just forget oh, it. Oh, man. man like that's classic. Kevin is the, is the shiznizzle, dizzle, flizzle. Yeah. This, this hammer that I saw, which I, could, I have pictures of. We could post it. And, and it's on Doyle Ford. It just shows him using it. It has the original shipping tag on it that it was. I, yeah. That's a little amazing. piece of string that's attached to one of the linkages. That shows like the delivery information when the, the hammer was delivered to its original resting spot. It's like a piece of paper. Like, who just gets a power in an hammer and then is like, it's not. How, how do you never use a power hammer? That's crazy. Just, some people just never use them. Well, you know what, what I've like, noticed before? You like buy a lot it of, and, and die. 
I never use mine because it shakes the house. I don't want my china falling up the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that's going to be an come issue up with for any me reason also. not to run his. <laughs> it dies. I, can, I don't have any dies. I don't have the ducky. I don't. I, I don't have. And the then, and then Cliff, Cliff, Cliff comes it. over, and we make yeah. some makeshift dies out of like scrap steel, and you're like, "What's wrong with you running it with them fake dies on there?" <laughs> Wait, did you just mock me with that? That's, that, that's what Andrew sounds you. like. I impersonated you. I love it. Do it again. I kind of let, made me happy. <laughs> you run it with them dies. You shouldn't be running it with them dies. <laughs> what about when that's hard and dark? What, what is about crap steel on there? How, <laughs> how did I sound when that white cock of yours was chasing me around the yard trying to spur me? Go ahead. Oh, God. Get that dog away from me. Get that dog away from me. <laughs> Get the dog. That damn dog you got, Jimmy. A damn, damn dog. Damn dogs. I'd be eating no. that dog. Uh, Get that dog away from me. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I enjoy so, that. So, by the way, from Doyle Forge, I picked up that that anvil, which brings me to something I wanted to talk about. Now we're like yes. an hour and a half in. I bought a, a, a I guess it's a, called a Peter Wright pattern, but it's not a, an actual Peter Wright anvil. It was a, that's a thousand pound anvil. It's got some hokey thousand. Uh, no, sorry. It's a it's a it's a. Th- I paid a thousand dollars for it. It's a three hundred pound anvil. <laughs> anvil. Andrew would have been like, uh, excuse me. Anyway, it's a Peter Wright, but you said it's not a Peter Wright. Is it a Nash? Is that what you said it was? It looks like a Nash to me. Yeah, they changed. Uh, Nash bought Peter Wright back in the day, and uh, where would that where would that anvil have been made? Do you think it would have been made in England? For sure. So it is, and but it's got these two holes cut in the shoe, so like look like yeah, but that's a special thing for it. But I don't mind them. Yeah, some some shoemaker did that and totally. It's got two Pritchell holes, like the size of one of those people that puts the earring in their earlobe that you know, yeah. like makes it stretch out. You know, that's what yeah. your Pritchell torch, holes like. <clears throat> somebody yeah. with a torch cut two like one and a half inch holes right in the shoe. I could send pictures of it. But I checked, and it's all very hardened in the end. Like, whoever did it, they might have lost its hardening during that process, but it's it's rehardened. Right. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It obviously has been done many, many years ago. It's not but, not called the shoe, by the way. It's the heel. What, the heel. Yeah. The shoe heel. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> and what soul. I meant to... <laughs> the soul of the anvil. Now, we went back and forth. I sent you some cryptic coding that's written on the side of it. And you knew right away that that meant 300 pounds. Why wouldn't they just say like five stone, like five S if stone was a thing? Why do anvils have this cryptic weighting thing on it? Why the stone weight? Just... I, 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 I don't have the answer for that. I just know how to equate stone weight. Is that what it is? Is that what you're looking at the English stone weight and you know that yes. those numbers mean that? It's yes, definitely so, English. Yeah, so 100 weight. When did that come about, CC? Please. So I'll just explain it, it to people verbally. And then if they want to write it down or whatever, they can figure it out. Wait, I'll I just, just want to say, I want to say on the side of my anvil, there's three numbers and they're yeah. spaced about four inches apart. So right. they don't look like they sequentially read two, 15, six, whatever the hell it says. Right. I wrote you the numbers. I mean, if you're willing to pull them up. But so those numbers are a code. That's correct. They're okay, code. so it's code here's the code. It started in the 1300s in medieval England. Jesus. So this is well before the metric system uh, was created. Um, but I don't know why 
Um, a hundred weight wasn't a hundred pounds. It was 112 pounds was a hundred weight. But why? So did pounds exist in the 1300s? Um, yes, because, well, I don't know about 1300s, but. Here, this measure, hold on. Oh, I was reading it. No, I got nothing. Uh, this measure was specifically banned. So in the United States and Canada, came to use the word hundredweight to refer to a hundred pounds. This was banned from British use upon risk of being sued for fraud by the Weights and Measures Act of 1824. But in 1879, the measure was legalized under the, the, the central legislative pressure from British merchants. So it seems like in the 1800s, uh, it was still not 100 pounds. So they, they changed it to uh, an imperial weight of 112 pounds. Uh, yeah, so the Weight and Measures Act of, what does that say, CC? 1830, something away on the right, further. Did you say 1827? It was 24 and 35. 24 and 35. So the Weights and Measures Act of 1835 officially established 100 weight as 112 pounds. There is your answer. You are welcome people listening so but the, no. the way this anvil is weighted there's three columns and each column denotes a different part of a measurement the first one being so the first one is going to be whole numbers for 100 weight so it's going to be one two three four five or six don't usually see them over six the one would be 112 the two would be 224 and so on and so on so every time for the first column you take 112 and you add if it's a three, you add another, you know, three times 112, times. four. The second column is quarter hundred weights. So it's going to be either 28, 56, 84. It's not going to be a whole number 112. So it's either going to be it, the only thing the second column can be a zero, one, two, or three. Okay. Then the third column is, is pounds. It's actually marked in pounds. So to figure right. out the weight of the anvil, you figure out if the first one is a one, it's 112. Then you add the second one if it's 28, 112 plus 28. And the third column, if it's, you know, five, then you add five. And that will give you the weight of your anvil in pounds. Now, how how broad does that calculation, does that work on every anvil that has three separated numbers? That's correct. So but every that, modern anvil made, say, from like, you know, mid-1800s till now will have that calculation on it. Well, no, some manufacturers mark them in pounds. Any British anvil. So that that anvil that I have is absolutely a British anvil made. Can you can you guesstimate when do you think it might have been made? Well, it could have been American. Did they did Americans use that? Like early American production anvils use stone weights? Oh yeah, several. Yeah. So yeah. Interesting. No, uh, I forget the year that that Nash bought Peter Wright, but it was towards the end. So it. It was definitely made in England. Yours was. And it's a London patterned anvil. But they made London patterned anvils in the United States, too. That doesn't necessarily give it its geographical location. Yes. It's very dingy. Everybody, I did the video with the knife. And I, was, I bought that anvil. And then an hour later, I made that knife video. And the anvil was still on the, the, the furniture dolly. When I worked, I kind of cropped the furniture dolly out of it. So, yeah. Right. So, being... So, Peter Wright's assets were bought by the Isaac Nash business in 1909. 
Last forged anvil by, anvil by Nash was 1943. I have a 650-pound Peter Wright Nash right. sitting next to my desk in here that was made in the 30s. So my anvil was made sometime between... 1909 25. and 1943, yeah. Yeah, right. Really? Really? Cut in it? What's that? Can you tell me when the holes were cut in it? Yeah, they were, like, done in 1971 when some guy was high on meth and decided that he needed two Pritchell holes the size of half silver dollars. But I also have little tiny, I have, like, little sharp edges, too. So, like, if you were going to grab the anvil, you could kind of grab them right on the little sharp edges. I don't know if that denotes anything to you. No, I don't. I mean, anvil I, whisper. I like the, anvil the, whisper, the yeah. um, you know, uh, interpretation you did with your hands there, the visual, but I don't really know what you mean. Oh, look, see, sharp edges. Go down. See, see what does that say? The picture. You need to tell her yep. to go up. Sharp edges, yep. What does that have? Great. Oh, I thought I thought it had sharp edges on its feet. What, if that's called the shoe and one's called the heel, what is the bottom parts called? The webbers. Are they called the flying soul. buttresses? The webbers? Yeah, it's they're the drakes. soul, guys. The webs. What is that the called? Duck drakes. The duck drakes. What are the they base. called? The bait. The feet. That is the feet of the animal. The feet. Yeah. You know what well, I find interesting? Pull up a picture of of identifying an anvil like the parts of it yeah identifying the parts anvil anatomy anatomy. do you want me to post that also no get this garbage person out of my face there you go jimmy there you go jimmy boy the foot the waist the look at that one right there the base the waist so Andrew, can you tell me, based on your knowledge, the shape and design of anvils prior to the London pattern design? And maybe even as far back as like Roman anvils, Greek anvils. Uh, I would love to know what those look like. Maybe just like a saw anvil. Yeah, just like a block of iron. Yeah, so when you get anvils that old, Oh, they, the one way on that top left. Yeah, that's interesting. They have, you know, particular shapes to them, but they're not as refined as, you know, of the animals that you're, we're all used to seeing. They're like it, more globs of metal than... It, it looks very much like uh, it's a rectangle. Sawyer's anvil, more or less. Yeah, a rectangle with a one hole, like one hole in it. Yeah, it's cool to see really old stuff. That book, Ambles Through the Ages, is a good one to kind of look at. Uh, yeah, because I, I would like to see more of that. Like, uh, I have. You guys saw that anvil I have here, interested. that one that's got the the big roundy horn that's like snooted up in the air. The Mexican. You guys saw that anvil I had here? That got my buddy got it for me at an auction. No. <clears throat> Everyone says it's 1700s or something. Yeah, I want. Just remember like, that anvil I had that was on the floor. BC. Mm, not really. I'll, I'll I'll post a picture of it. It's uh. There it was like a big when I was there. With, there was. Ambles scattered everywhere like crazy, like leaves on a, you know, <laughs> fall day. I got about 12 anvils then. Jeez. Well done. No, I, I am interested in more ancient than antique tools. Uh, in terms of recreating them, I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, but when you get into the ancient stuff, you're talking about more one-off type usage, 
or more one-off. I, I just want to recreate as produced. Yeah, I just want to recreate it once. Like I, I like that thing with click, uh, click spring and that hand plane that we're still talking about. Uh, yeah, that Roman hand plane. I think it'd be oh, incredibly yeah. cool to do a, a Roman anvil. It's very simple and it, it's not as complicated. Uh, it just would be neat. Oh, yes. What is the earliest anvil known to man? It's, well, it's got to be copper, a copper, or maybe bronze. No, no, that was probably stone of some sort. Well, yes, let's say let's say that, but you wouldn't just you would have to get to the iron. Look at that. That's the picture of the earliest anvil. Looks just like one that was made last month. Oh my god! So with that. Oh, Jimmy, it's the silly. It's a yeah. picture of an anvil that looks just like a regular London pattern, but it's just for the article. Yeah, so... Some say know. metalworking, which required an anvil of some form or another, began in the area of what is today's Turkey and Iran sometime around 6,000 B.C. Yes. And I guess it, it's very loose definition. Like, a, a rock can be an anvil. Literally some of the anything. anvils appear to be found in pieces of meteorites, which are incredibly what? hard. Because they were comprised mostly of iron. Oh, interesting. So some guy just came across some rusty boulder and was like, hey. Yeah, he started chewing it. on it and was like, man, I can't actually eat this whole thing because it's, it's metal. So, you know, uh, that <clears throat> that anvil, it's so funny. I went and I met, I met uh, Robin, uh, looked at his stuff, it, and that, that purchase. So I, I, this is why I say, you know, buying things isn't just collecting it leads for me personally it leads to a lot of things i bought that anvil that day that night i began yeah. making that knife which i got a pretty good video out of it which led to me doing the bandsaw sculpting and then because that night I, I forged that knife in about an hour sitting on the floor while it sat on a on a dolly a furniture dolly i said let me make a cool base for this and so i started making the base and then i said this is going to be the biggest pain in the ass having to drag it around the shop every time i need it out of the way because i'm only going to use yeah. it once a month and that's when I decided to make a mobile base. And I hadn't researched anything. I just went right into making my mobile base. And Andrew, I wanted to ask you, what do you know about mobile bases? Is that like blasphemy? I got a lot of blacksmiths on my post. It's not the video's not live yet, but a lot of blacksmiths commented on the post giving me, you know, thumbs up saying I need to try animals. Yeah. Um, it could be. By the way, I that design is done and that video is going to be published next week, but I've already improved the design and I'm opening this up to anybody listening. I want to see I want to see mobile anvil designs built on YouTube. So You mean yeah, mine is, mine is, mine's gas powered. There you go. Kickstarter. Gas, it runs off oh, Maytag shoot. engines. Andrew's busy. I think you should somebody. Yeah, I I guess I don't know how many Yeah, a lot of people would probably need a mobile one. Like most people on earth don't have as much space as they'd like in their lives. So, uh, it's funny. I was making that. Why don't you just make like a killer anvil stand and just decide where it's going to live forever. And I was like, you know what? I wish I had that attention span. I just can't, I'm going to lose interest in where it is. I'm going to want to move yeah. it every couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Interesting. I don't really yeah. have a lot of comments about the whole mobile base thing. I, Honestly, I think it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I, I think what you made is amazing, but hmm. I think you're going to use your hand go where it sits and then that's all. Yes, but there's also people like doing forging in their what garage. 
you know, like, and then they roll the car out and roll the anvils out. Okay, and, in that situation, uh, what Jimmy made is like priceless. That's what I'm saying. They and Just that would probably be more back. more common than otherwise. At least somebody I, starting I out. Think if you marketed that Jimmy, you would probably do really well with it. Well, yes, I have a so better version of that idea, which is much simpler, much more practical. I'm going to. That being said, I I made that anvil stand. That video is going to go live uh, next, probably next Thursday. But I'm also going to make. I'll Who wait beats? a couple of videos. I'm going to make a mobile anvil stand for the 700 pound. Big one. Oh, which there is you go. a little lever, and then all of a sudden, I'm on wheels. I came up with a much more mechanically advanced. Much simpler mechanical advantage of how to pick up do a it. pound anvil. So I'm going to do that. Because right now that anvil is right smack in the doorway. And it ain't moving unless seven people are there. Yeah. They, your big one. Yeah. Yeah, but let's just be honest. Like a 700-pound anvil, Jimmy, you're not going to be moving it a lot, really. Like in the grand scheme of things. Well, in his workshop, he's got a flat. He's got a, he's got classes coming in and out. I, I got to do it just because I thought of it, though. That's the other thing. Oh, I like it. I like it. It's it good content creating. Uh, but Those if you look stuff at for the mechanical uh, figuring out was kind of tough, but I got it. Go ahead. Like it, traditionally, anvils don't go on mobile bases. I guess is no. where I would. But since we're in a modern, you know, time of of evolution, uh, I like what you're doing. But I also want to clarify for those that haven't seen this post or people that don't follow me on Instagram, the mobile base is a solid chunk of material that you would put any anvil on. The wheels come into play. When you put it where you want, the wheels go completely out of play. You're never hammering on any wheel axles. Right. The wheels the wheels lift yeah. the whole entire stand up a half inch. You roll to where you want, and then it removes the weight off of the wheels completely. So it's just with a flip it's of actually, a it's, it's actually really smart. It's really smart. Yeah. If oh, it was I, even heavier of a base, you like me. it'd be even better. No, it's not that I don't like you. It's just I'm such a traditionalist. Like, I can't believe that I see it. A anvil on a mobile base like it's supposed to be in a blacksmith shop on a dirt floor and you don't move it you don't touch it you use it to work with and then you got this yuppie son of a bitch guy up in east durham new york that's got it on wheels that came from princess albert and it's like oh my god what are we doing <laughs> and then you realize that the stuff. world actually works that way and you do have limited space yeah and, you know exactly. so I, i'm coming hey, around i'm coming around jimmy you know what you should do you should uh, push it around on the uh, Segway thing. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be funny, dude. That's great. <laughs> That's or, like, yeah. like you're okay. you're just riding back and forth, pushing the anvil around That's the what show. I'm do. I've been, I haven't done the beauty shots yet. I'm gonna do that for sure. You gotta do. Or can it? No, you couldn't put An the anvil. Anvil on Segway. That'd be cool. That'd be. Crazy. I saw that a video funny. the other day of some kids practicing roping. Or their uh, cow dummy on a Segway. It was hilarious. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Andrew, I have a question, Anvil question of yours. Yeah. Okay. What, I was thinking about it since we're talking about Roman anvils. What's the oldest anvil you think you have? Probably that one that came out of the Tim Chris collection, that 16th century one. 16th that I showed the century. Other yeah. That I, I showed it on Instagram the other day. Oh, that's a good Roman one. That's 200 AD. Yeah, like that's what I need. 16th century. Yeah, that's probably. I I don't think it's I have. It's really not anything. that old in the grand scheme of things. No, the most. This tools. one we're looking at online looks just like a big chunk of metal. Looks like an, a square elephant's foot upside down, yeah. with the wider yeah. part being at the top. 
the for me like what is the prime tool zone i'm gonna say pre pre world war ii and like post 1850 basically 1850 to 1950 the industrial revolution basically. yeah like yeah. that's post civil war i want i just want that anything from that time what what you want to do is go and research all the patents from that time and find the most obscure patents that were applied for or you know well, whatever right. and get those tools or recreate the those best tools. the coolest the coolest tools from that era are the barrel making tools because barrels were basically cartons everything was shipped in a barrel and all yeah. those barrel making tools all got melted down for the wars because barrels kind of went yeah. out of fashion the only That's the only the the whiskey part. business but the craziest tools for making staves splitting them crunching them sanding the top making the, the what happened? yeah everything everyone's Sorry, making a stink face what, what's the stink face for just cc my wife pulled up some grotesquely overweight person on the thing and i was oh, like i think it was a blurb or something i don't know i didn't it wasn't it was that you pulled it up but it was just on the screen i was like what the hell is that so i forgot yeah what I was that's about. that's just the prime that's the prime tool zone really that's all i want okay. i would love the patents what i would also love to know is uh, essentially who was the artist or what was the basis for all of the patent drawings because they are also very similar in look, right? Yeah. What is that? What and I've looked and I read think it was a just a. It's just I think it's just a, a fashion of education. It's, I'm sure there was an apprenticeship for leading into technical drawing, and yeah. technical drawing was all done with pen and ink. You know those 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 ink pens that look like a little. You could dial in the width of the tip. That's how wide I thought you they were like porcupine like quills. Bed. Were they not por porcupine yeah. quills or something like that? Yeah, at some point, maybe. Uh, it was just, they're all so very similar. And their st the styling is really nice. I'd love to know what influenced that, other than maybe just that that's what it was at the time. Like you were saying. If you, were gonna, if you had to get a patent tattooed on your face, which one would it be? <laughs> There, okay, let me, let me, I can comment on this. Uh, when I released the video remaking that twisted handle wrench, that, that yeah. patent, uh, mm -hmm. there were a bunch of comments. I said at the end of the video, you know, let me know if you have any other patents you want me to check out. And people started sending me the most ridiculous patents of all time. And there was they one, did. I'll try, I'll try to find it and maybe post it on Instagram, but uh, it's, it's a patent in, uh, I think, the late 1800s, where the oh it was a device. It was a device for childbirth, where you would oh sit. God. The lady would sit at the end of like a long uh, shaft or something. They'd sit down, and it looks exactly like a G-force tester, but with her legs oh pointed outwards. Oh my God! It forces the baby out, and it would centripetal force would pull the baby or push the baby out are you serious assist so meanwhile, you're saying that's the one you would tattoo on your face that's just that's just the best one meanwhile cc's showing all these patent drawings as tattoos if you guys google that you'd see the most incredible yeah, tattoos that's impressive that's pretty cool it stuff. Would be what is that one yeah. right there what is that that looks that's like a turbine probably, that's probably the one a motor winding Oh, it's the Tesla patent of an electric magnetic motor, the original. On a guy's forearm. Let's look for the patent yeah. drawing of my face on that guy's arm in Czechoslovakia. Is there people that have tattoos of 
Was that a real thing you sent the other day, Jimmy? Yeah, that really was. That's just before we got started today. A guy sent me uh, Instagram. He sent me the Instagram. It was on Pinterest. He tattooed, it, but did they tattoo your face on their body? They did. That is so cool. Yeah. I think I'm going to do that. Yes, but it's <laughs> uh, it's also ridiculous. There's a my logo is tattooed on a Crazy. few people. Eric, I think your logo is tattooed on somebody, isn't it? Yeah, someone has the wrench. Mm. The wrench. On the, the cu- the there's been wrench. a couple of ice pick tattoos. And then really? recently somebody showed me. But it's from, I just found out today, it's from 2017. Somebody tattooed uh, oh my, my face. Look at ta- there it is. Someone tattooed my face on their arm. Jimmy Dresta tattooed on my client's arm. That is so cool. Jimmy, you should get a tattoo of yourself on yourself. I only just found out about that a couple of days ago, which is crazy. And then I made I made the tattoo. So if you Google my name with tattoo, the Brock Lesnar tattoo on his chest, I actually made that knife at the suggestion of one of the fans. That's I didn't even know who Brock Lesnar was before I made that knife. And then he he called my he called my buddy who he was in touch with a friend of mine. And my buddy calls, he's like, yo, Brock Lesnar wants the knife. I'm like, awesome. He goes, he wants a quote. Give me a quote. I said, tell him five grand. And Brock Lesnar went, no way. <laughs> he said, it's no way in the email. <laughs> Why? That's not that much for him. that knife, for a custom-made knife. Could I throw out a number? He said, no way. And I never heard from him again. Yeah. Huh. Well, it's over. Or would you get in the ring with that guy for one shot? <laughs> no. No. Your head would turn into a bag of mush. Yeah. yeah. Well, our bodies are like jello anyways. I mean, really, the grand scheme of things. Your head would look yeah. like a squished grape when he was done with you. Kind of yeah. jelly. If he gave All you right. a head scissor, your eyeballs would pop Dude. out. I sent what, you the Eric? link uh, for the... Uh, I'm for the not typing the child. link, Eric. I'm not touching No, it. for the... Uh, I sent it to Cece for the childbirth uh, patent. Oh, okay. Oh, on, I think it's on your screen, on this screen right here. If I was going to get a patent tattoo, it would probably be... On my cheek, I would get the tattoo of like that utility razor blade that I made in big. Because a friend of mine sent me the, the patent drawing of it, and it's really nice pen and ink drawing from like really you know cool. the 60s. So it'd be like it was gonna out. cut your beard, but wasn't quite yet. Like it would be right. That's right. This. Well, I put like a little dotted line in my cheekbone. Ah, I see. And it looked like it was like cut here, like you open a box, cut here. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Interesting. Andrew, Interesting. what tattoo would you get on your face? I wouldn't get a freaking tattoo on my face. Are you kidding me? I just asked him the question. This question up. Get a Let's fresh, just say that it didn't matter. A fresh right. wiener uh, on the chin. I would probably get a tattoo of. Oh my God. I would have to have a whole scene on my face. You like know what would be awesome? The big, like, <laughs> if you had, like, the last, yeah, big, the last supper on your circle. face. No, the full. Uh, Little giant power hammer clutch plate, that big round thing that you always show broken on your Instagram. Yeah. That one tattooed right on your face like an MS-13 gangster. Okay, so I I want to do two full, things here. His full face. I want to I want to first press pause on you saying something about this thing that I always post on Instagram, the broken one. <laughs> we'll come back to that. But second of all, I'm just thinking out loud. Like I would want the whole scene to be kind of like kinetic. To where, like, when I open and close my mouth, it would be like a treadle on the right. lathe, you know? Oh, good. Well, or, like, or it would ago, be the line shaft spinning. Uh, on the patent page, CC showed a, an image of uh, <laughs> there's the baby, the baby spinner. 
But oh the, my God, a that's guy had awful. a horse and carriage tattoo on his back. It was a patent drawing of a horse and carriage. Did you see that one? I saw that. It was crazy. You can get that tattooed right across your face. That's okay, nice. real quick. I want to change gears for a minute. I got a call from a guy the other day, and he said, listen, I want to come up and visit you. I'm in Florida, and I'm going to New Mexico, and I was hoping I could stop by and see you on my way through. I said, sure, that'd be fine. And he says, uh, okay, I'm pulling a camper, and uh, I looked at the satellite imagery of your <laughs> shop, and I see that I could park my camper out front if that would be okay with you. And I was like, what no. the hell is this guy? And so I, since I'd already said yes, he could come visit, what was I supposed to say then? Anyways, long story short, the guy is He's actually outside in the parking lot right now. Get the hell out of here. Swear to God. What? Swear to God. And do you have to go out there and like play Ring Olivia with him and stuff? Like, what are you going to do? No, because I told him... I, I have a, we have another deal to go to after this tonight. And then in the morning I have a, a doctor's appointment. So I told him it would be tomorrow before noon before I would be available. And he said, like, that's okay. That'll give me time to just kind of just relax a little bit and get set up in your parking lot. And I was like, holy crap. dude!" So he's inside the gate, the locked gate. No, no, not there. Just in my, like in oh, the, the front. front. Yeah. Oh, so he's in the front gate just sniffing at your, your handles of your, your shop and stuff? I guess so. I he smells it. Up. Interesting. That's weird. Is that we bizarre? didn't offend Cece, did we? Is she, she done? No, she She's doesn't. She hates you. Okay, we must do the hot on the horizon. Well, I what do you got? 45 minutes to get ready for us to go today. Oh, my God. He's looking a yeah. razor blade. Um... Yeah, it is time. Hot on the horizon's got to be this event coming up, this workbench con, huh? It is. Uh, it could it be. is. It could is. Be. It's pretty. Between it's pretty now bad. and then, though, I'm going to my hearty. I'm going to my honey hole in in Vermont. I made a verbal uh, I'm gonna bring to, my trailer there. The I'm slasher. Three thousand pound uh, printing press. And yeah. Slasher. They got their forklift going. I'm gonna probably buy a few slashers. Hopefully, get my uh, my. Uh, 1930s, 1940s uh, Rockwell bandsaw or Delta bandsaw. He said he was trying to keep it in his metal shop. I think I'm going to get him to part with it. The one with the, the Art Deco books. base. The oh, like nice. Very What's nice. going to be your technique for getting him to part with it? Let's let's role play. I'll be the guy off. that has the, the thing, and you'll be the guy that wants to buy it. Okay, go. You know I need that, right? You know I have a problem. I'll be smacking <laughs> like my forearm. You know I have a problem, right, bro? Okay, you know I got a bandsaw. I got a bandsaw problem, and only you could solve it. Yeah, okay. I need. If I don't okay. leave this bandsaw. I'm going to drive into the ditch and flip my trailer. <laughs> I need to. I, I need my threaten your if, life. It's good move. Yeah. Good move. But, sir, if you do that, then you're going to ruin all the other equipment you bought from me. Well, that's up to you to save everything. <laughs> this is a bad Blame scenario him for, for your me. suicide. <laughs> so that's I was thinking tactic. about giving the that's his tactic. other piece away to someone, you know different oh well, yeah. well daniel the guy it's daniel and jack daniel knows me he knows that i'm i'm giving he knows that jack's a very nice guy and he sees how passionate i am about stuff and he knows that it'll get used so and i'm gonna say like it's like when you go knock on like somebody's door and they have like a mangy dog they're not taking care of you like i'm stealing this dog because you're not taking this, care of it i'm taking it now 
This bandsaw is rusty. It hasn't been painted in years. I'm taking it. I'm sure there's no oil in the casing. It's mine. You can't have it anymore. You've proven yourself to be irresponsible. You've sacrificed your owner. That's going to be your approach? I'm sure you'll be Personally attack him. (laughs) Yeah. Personally attack him. Trailer full of bandsaws. I know it. And threaten him with your suicide. Yeah, no, no. He's a sweet guy. They're, they're both really nice guys. And I think he knows it'll go to a good home. He's, he, you know, they're going to start feeling the pressure of having to get rid of that stuff because the property apparently is sold and there's tons of stuff on. Oh, and there's a full sawmill, which we might have to get together at the end of the summer and build this sawmill. Go out there, take it apart, bring it back here. There's a full on sawmill. I can cut 30 foot logs. Are you soliciting myself and Eric for free labor? Yes, of course. Yeah. We're in. We're in, and, dude. And <laughs> any other fan that wants to be involved, if I could turn that into a legit event, that would be that would be awesome. That would okay. be sweet. I'm out. <laughs> you could bring your friend with the guy that's parked in your parking lot. You could bring him. No, because every time I come to your house, there's like seven thousand people staying there. Like I wonder if it's a halfway house or if it's like what is this place? No, no, this will be just this will be just us. Hi, this is if you meet Jimmy Duresta anywhere in the United States. Hi, I'm Jimmy Duresta. Would you like to come stay at my house? <laughs> anybody that's how he's opening his speech at workbench code you're all invited like to my i stay, i'll stay up all night and i'll go to bed just to make sure that my house doesn't burn down oh yeah exactly i'll stare uh, at everybody through my ring cameras i got a ring camera in every corner of the house now another question would either of you like to attend a uh machine scraping class oh I'm i've in. been asked by the by by King Tutley, he keeps asking me. There's one here in New York that's taking place. Yeah, I'm not sure. I might, I might have to draw the line at that at, at metal scraping. I might. I'm not sure. Because you'd never do it. I'd never do it. No. Is that guy King? I, T- is that the guy that emceed the Good of the Land thing? No, 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 no. That Tom Utley no, is. No, no, he's no, not. No. He's not very. He's not very public as far as like the community, but he has a great Instagram and he and he remakes all the plaques. I talk, I showed you his stuff. Oh before. yeah, yeah, he's amazing yeah. that guy. Yeah. Okay. No, I would I would like to, like I I get how it works and all that kind of stuff, but I'd like to uh, learn uh, a, a better skill since I, I'm gonna probably deal with more and more larger. Do you machines. have a hand scraper? I don't even have a hand scraper, and I, I'm not gonna go buy a, like a biax, uh, you know, tomorrow. Uh, it's just, I, I get how it works and I just, and I understand all the other tooling that I would need to make sure things are flat and, uh, all that kind of stuff. I just have never done it. It would be interesting. Be you fun. You go down, A-Bomb can teach you. Yeah, that's also he, an he option. Was I was, one. yeah, exactly. Yeah, A-Bomb, A-Bomb took that class. Yeah. I was talking to him about it. That's why it reminded me. So Keith if Brucker. you do take the class, will you take the New York uh, State one? I can't. It's in May. I'm busy. Oh, yeah. Maybe well, next year or something. Or I just go, uh, yeah, I'll just go to Adams, you know, show up. It'll be like demand scraping. And we'll scrape. We'll cool. scrape one of, we'll scrape like he'll make a steak and then I'll scrape the grill nice and super flat. You guys want to, you, you guys oh, want to yeah. something interesting. So uh, there's uh, the Bar Z event, which takes place in Ontario, California. And uh, Stan, Stan yeah. Jankowski, we all know. Jankowski, yeah. Stan Zinkowski. I grew up with a guy named Jankowski. So Stan Zinkowski uh, hosts that event. And then we went to um, the place that makes – when I went a couple of years ago, we went as a side trip to the place that makes 
uh, surface plates. I can't remember the name of the place. Yeah, I would love that. They make in Southern California, they make surface plates. I can't remember the name of the place. Um, They're near Ontario, California. And Cece's pulling up the name of the place. We went there. And what was interesting, um, uh, Standridge, that's it right there, Standridge Granite. Anyway, everybody in the place, they take like uh, diamond dust and they have these big honeycomb steel things that they rub onto the plates that help polish them. And these big honeycomb steel surface plates, they don't have a flat bottom. They have these honeycomb shaped bottoms. Right. And I was at the time, I was like, what are those things? They're from like World War One and earlier. He says, oh, we just buy them. They're surface grinder plates, and they look like they belonged in a different industry. Turns out they're all print plates. They're all print for the Washington hand press, the thing that I oh, really? got. Yeah, oh. so the one I have only has the honeycomb top part. The bottom part, which I'm missing, is in some surface plate factory somewhere. <laughs> Used Take to it. diamond grind. The, yeah. So when you see those plates, and we'll put one on the Instagram when you see those plates, I'm looking for one that's like th- – I think mine is uh, – I'll, I'll spit out the exact dimension. But I'm looking for one to – one hot on the horizon for me is restoring that Washington hand press, Andrew, that you found for me in in Niagara Falls. So that's going to be coming into the winter. I think I'm going to try and restore that. But I need the rolling bottom plate. So You should have the measurements from that other one I found, right? Say it again. You should have the measurements from that other one I found. Didn't I take? Oh yeah, no, it's, it would match the top plate. I just can't remember. It's twenty-seven by like nineteen or something like that. I got you. But, but I would take anything if anybody found one of those surface plates sitting in a junkyard rotting away, because I could then take it and potentially carve it. My other thought was trying to make one on the on the on the plasma table, just out of three-edge steel, just kind of plasma cutting up the honeycomb shape to kind of mimic right. the one on, th- and then nesting it together like in a. You know, like in a nesting fashion, welding it all together. But if I found one, that would be a better story. Yes, that would be. If you found the original, that would be a really good story. I asked the dude. He says he he went through his junkyard. He he couldn't find any of the parts. You know, it's there underneath like a 67 Chevelle frame car body piece hood. But I, I, I asked some old timer that I found online about that Washington hand press that I have. And he said, he said there is absolutely no parts available. He says because it's just either it's a lawn ornament. He said, but there's no way you could restore that. That was his thing to me, and right there. And then I was right. like, I'll fucking show you, you old fuck motherfucker. I'll. <laughs> Did you tell him that to his face? So angry. No, no, no. I'm kidding. He was very nice to me. So when he said that to me, there's no way you could restore that. But he doesn't know my capabilities. He just thought I was just some, you know. Jimmy, what are your capabilities, if you could categorize them? I could make anything. I make. You saw what it says on my car. I make. Yeah, He doesn't know me at all, and and I'm just kind of kidding around. But uh, he said, basically said, you know, he goes, if you're missing the parts, he says it's just the lawn ornament. There's absolutely no way you could. Is this the one that you have? I forget. It's very similar to the one I have. Those moving parts between the top arch and the top plate are easily uh-huh. manufacturable. I could make those. And mine is missing that bottom plate, which is on the rails. So I'm missing the rails and that bottom plate with the frisket. That's that. This door is the lives. surface plate right here. That's that what I have. need. Yeah, I have some of those, Jimmy. I'll send one up to you. Uh, well, I'll send you a picture of the size that I need. And I could, I could Why are you laughing, it. Eric? 
Yeah, it's just got everything. He's got everything. He's got two, two to five of these. Mine looks more like the one that's just outside that picture. To the second right. one down. That's it. Yeah, that looks more like the one I have. Is that because that, it's in pieces? That third leg? No, my surface, my my upper plate has got more honeycombs to it, so I think mine's newer than that oh, yeah. one. Ow. Yours is like that one right there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, it's got a lot of texture to it. The Although I do like the finial, the acorn-shaped finials on this one. That's kind of When cool. I do my restoration, that's I'm going to make brass finials for mine. Nice. Like a full-on painted restoration. I just wanted By to the way, say that word finial. That's kind of what, all I cared about saying. How's that gun restoration? cap. I'm going to wear a baseball cap with a finial sticking right at the top. Oh, nice um, for stabbing. It's uh, like an I make unicorn hat. The gun restoration video broke 2.6 million at this Good. moment. Friggin' told you. Unbelievable. I'm looking Wait, for what did you tell him? You add, you if, tell you him? Add, if you add specific keywords, it what? it is a higher success rate. Rare. It's funny. Somebody, somebody you called just add rare. You make the thumbnail really rusty. Somebody That's apparently what everyone's doing. And said, how do you produce that orange rust? Yeah, right? Like, He's like uh, how do you produce that? I was like, you motherfucker, that's, that's just, real. That's the trend now is to, like, fake the rust. But Jimmy's was all real. Like, he found, like, the rustiest gun on Earth. With the paper still stuck to it. That's why every time I put it out before the video started, everyone's like, pull the paper. I'm like, leave the paper. Leave it, leave it, leave it. I got to show it just how I found it. Yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, what people really want to see is the worst possible thing turned into the best possible thing. <laughs> Wait, look at this. This is a Glock 19 rusty gun restoration. Yeah, this stupid. The plastic Glock with rust. Jimmy yeah. Caress's, uh YouTube page, and I want to see the comments. Yeah, so from you his, already, his, so you uh, have that. You have the attractive thumbnail, and you have gun in the title. Oh, Thank sweet. You. Oh, my by the way, another net. hot, another hot on the horizon. So the fans, it's I love the comments because they're funny, but also the ones that are educational. Turnbull Restoration is in Western New York. They restore Winchesters only. I talked to them through Instagram. A fan introduced us, and yeah. I am going to go out there. They said, bring it out here. Let's take a look at it. Let's get a quote on this, and let's see what it oh, might take. I mean, I don't know if I want them to do a restoration on it. I said, if anything, I want you to just tune it up so it works. Wait, wait, go back up. And so anyway, so I'm going to bring it out there at one point in the next few months. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that, that would be incredibly neat. I would really. One guy says, I, I've been a gunsmith for a little over 10 years. I saw absolutely nothing wrong in this video. I'm glad Jimmy didn't erase all the history. Let's scroll down and find an opposing argument to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you had a lot of uh, comments. At this about... point, I can't keep up with them. I would delete the angry ones, but now I don't care. Perfect. I usually do it for two days. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did he say? Professional versus amateur. Keep going up. Let's see what. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, handful it's, rescues. But where's the modification to hold the hot dogs on the buttstock? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Six hundred and forty-nine people gave that thumbs up. That's amazing. Six hundred and forty-nine. Oh, that comment. CC, go, go, go. Newest first, because that's when you get the real raw ones. Okay. How do you do that? Yeah. There you go. Newest first, and those are the ones that are like you ruined a good Dude. piece of history. I wish he explained what he was doing. Really, yeah. Donald? <laughs> How is Some it not people, clear? That's that's the question. Some people learn by listening. Next time, use rubber gloves. Thank you, management. Okay. <laughs> Please think of the gats. Use use noodles for the cracks in the wood. 
Or all of that dry firing drives me nuts. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got mad at that. See, TL, yeah. we'll see you at WorkbenchCon. Come get a signed shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, Ennis, thank you. 920. Uh, we have a heartbeat. Thank you. So that's that plays into why, uh, like, restoring larger things is not as popular because you can't get that thumbnail. Right. You just can't, you can't do it. You right. Know? Honestly, it's, I thought your lathe was going to be hitting a million by now. It's not, it's, it's not, doesn't. No, no, it would never, there's no way. It's 45 minutes long. How funny well, is know, this? Like ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. That's like a plastic lock and it's got rust. Yeah. Like look how fake that, the guy rusted it two minutes before he started so what we're, film. What we're looking at is a, looks like a Glock 22, which is a nine millimeter. And the guy like literally put orange nail polish on it to make it look Wait, like rust. Is that paint? It is paint. It's oh, got to be paint. Paint. Okay. I don't even. How want many? It. How many? Will it fire again? And how many? Uh, how many? Six hundred thirty-two thousand four hundred seventy. or seven hundred forty-four views. Read right, so. one comment. I'm sure they're ripping him to shreds. He probably doesn't care, but. Thank goodness, someone who actually fires their weapon after restoration. He's <laughs> probably demonetized though. You don't say yeah, that. Probably. Anyways. Oh, that, uh, Glock, that Glock is really rusty, dude. I love how you camo it. <laughs> yeah, That's so paint, if you... Rust. I agree. If you find something that is rusty, it like... I don't know. If you want to play the YouTube game, it just needs to fit in the thumbnail with a lot of detail. It's I want to do another gun restoration video, but I want to like make like I want to find like a shotgun, like a side by side or an over under that needs like stock. needs some woodwork. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, where the, the gun itself needs a little cleanup, maybe machine what, one or two parts, if any. Why don't you make a lot of people angry and do a live edge resin buttstock? Oh, you know what I want to do? I want to, I talked about this on some <laughs> podcast the other day. I was a guest on. I want to do a Damascus Winchester knife, like get like an old Winchester or some kind of like old gun and then just heat it up and squish it to, to a block. Oh, that would be knife. funny. That would, be, that would be funny. Yeah. A hundred percent. That would do well. $10,000 gun to $50 knife. There's a, there's a, a forum called garage journal. I don't know if y'all ever get on garage journal yeah. and on garage journal, there's like a vice category where people talk about right. bench vices and they're always like, I used to post some stuff on there, but you know, you'd post like some really rare item that, you know, is very obscure and really cool. Yeah. And it would just get run over by like a craftsman vice that they were, you know, wanting to know if they should put boiled linseed oil on it and put it in the oven and bake <laughs> it. Same while, people wouldn't whatever. They wouldn't see the gem in the in the pile of like typical junk. Yeah. So I always thought it would be fun to do a YouTube video of of putting like a Wilton vice in the forge until it was just glowing orange and then just putting it under a press and smashing the crap out of it or, just or a power it. hammer. Yeah, just Do crush it. it into pieces and be like, here, here, guys, here's this amazing restoration it. of a Wilton vice. Like, here you We've go. We've nailed it. We've nailed it, guys. Yeah. Well, that would be fun. It is. Do it in reverse. Make the video, make uh, it into a block and say, I'm going to restore this block into a vice and just make the whole video backwards. And you're like, that'd Perfect. be hilarious. <laughs> That would be get funny, like a dude. Great, get like a you know like a twenty year old Wilton four inch vice that's like in perfect shape and just do that and go backwards from there. I I would love to do it with you for sure. 
because you hate you hate the Wiltons. No, I like the Wiltons, but I mean there are other vices that are superior to a Wilton. Yes, like the one we're gonna make with the largest, the largest. Called it. Yeah. The greatest. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Anything else? I I got. I don't know what I have on the horizon. There's no horizon. Your horizons. Oh, Jimmy, come on. Oh, you God. Stop being like that. Jeez, you killed me. Um, Jimmy. No, I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to mess with my. Uh, I have an underwater reciprocating bridge saw. What? Yes. That sounds amazing. Yes, and I want to restore it, uh, but I cannot power it, and I don't really know. If I should rent something to power it, it needs 90 CFM at like 150 PSI. Is uh, that that wow. big chainsaw you had? Is that what you were talking about? No, no, no. This I got this years ago and haven't even talked about it for it's, Could you say what it is again? It says a lot of syllables it's, in that title. Yeah, it's, so it's an underwater reciprocating saw that was used for bridge work mainly. Oh, okay. So it's like a sawzall for front of water run it's a by sawzall. air. Sawzall. It, it's it's a complete cylinder. It's an aluminum cylinder, and then the sawzall is at the end of that, uh, and it's fully pneumatic. And I don't like a ninety cfm is like a trailer air compressor that I might have to rent to power it because I got I got nothing. I got nothing anywhere that close. Yeah. Oh, like a sandblasting compressor. Yeah, you could do that, dude. You need um, a compressor that's like you see at a roadside. Like my, yeah, my compressor work. will do like, I don't know, 15 CFM. That runs on a diesel engine. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find someone to do that. But that's kind of what I got coming up next. I need to do some smaller projects. I'm kind of, I'm getting uh, burnt out doing all these massive. CC oh, dumb. She, she would have said yes to any other thing but sitting here with us. Yeah. She's going to kill herself any moment. <laughs> Can you hear what they're saying? Oh. She's not responding. Took out. She's, um, that's no, it. she's on point 24-7. Uh, all I was going to say about reciprocating saws is that's one tool that I would have been fine with never being made before. It, it is pretty pretty dangerous. The kickback. Every nice. time I make, every time I use one of those, I just get shook like I'm like a... Like you got to make sure you don't get bind. You got to watch the binding, and you also got to make sure your your foot plate, whatever that is, that that stopper plate is pushed hard against whatever you're cutting. Yeah, I also you always know, uh, try and thank, free thank cut you. it. Yeah, thank you, Professor Jimmy Dresta. Um, cut it. I cut. I, I cut. A, I accidentally cut a live uh, eight gauge wire. Oh yeah, it. how did that go? Horrible. Did it make sparks? Very. Yeah. I cut. Yeah. I cut. A, I was cutting a bar apart, and I cut the lights off. Yeah, it instantly melted the blade into like pretty much nothing. Eric, so can that, you smile real quick? Just smile. That's like the opening of a show. He doesn't want to show his teeth. There they go. I'm not a teeth guy. I don't like teeth. Why you have great teeth? You do have good teeth. You have great you have teeth. All the top ones. No, don't do that. No, no, you have great teeth, Jimmy. You have great um, features. Great yellow teeth. You got face. I don't know. I just they're teeth. Like I'm not. I don't know. I'm never like, oh damn. How, wait. Was... How often do you guys go to the dentist? Every six months. Not the dentist a couple days ago. Really? Okay, good. My right. dentist. I say. Yeah. I keep telling him I want to whiten my teeth. He goes, eh. Your teeth are good enough. 
Oh, like I, it's I, like I, it's I, his I, it's his choice and opinion. I go, I want to wipe my teeth. He goes, eh, you're right. Yeah, you're fine. I don't want your money. Make an appointment for six months. I'm like, dude, yeah. bro. He's like, you good? Drink. I, I wipe my teeth, but I can only do it so much because I have fake teeth. You fake so teeth. teeth. Uh, when I was when I was younger, uh, we used to go off roading, and I had a Jeep Scrambler CJ8, and right. we were out on this place. And we'd always pull our off road trucks with our regular trucks, just put the off road trucks on the trailer. And do you remember the old style chain boomers that you, you, they weren't ratcheting, right? They're the ones One that you got to apart. Yeah, break them over. Well, I broke one of them over, and my face was right by the oh. the tube on the trailer. So when I broke it over, my face it cut, slipped, and my face just shattered all of my oh. teeth. Smooth, smooth moves. Oh. So, anyways, the smooth. I can only whiten my teeth so much because the coloring will change of the bonding. Is it called bonding? Yeah. Yeah, bond. but just get just get new ones. No, I I take them. Take yeah. a Scotch Bright wheel to them. Yeah. And it, I didn't break my teeth all the way out. It just like broke pieces off of the teeth. Uh, why don't you hit uh, hit it with a wire wheel? Yeah, it's a That's the worst thing you could do. I learned that from my gun restoration. What wire wheel your own teeth? Wire wheel? No, wire wheel the guns. You probably oh. they probably be okay if you wire wheeled your teeth, but not a gun. Not a gun. Oh, they, you can't wire wheel a gun. No. Why not? I don't because know. Because the people in the comments in the said no. Yeah. Those are the yeah, people like, that are. How do you how do you get the stuff? What I don't understand. No, no, no. You got it. You got to soak it in like uh, you know bat urine. This all kind oh, of. Oh, okay. That's the secret. Yeah. You ruined it. You took the bluing off. Yeah. Yes. And by the I way, also... I never put the gun under the wire wheel. <laughs> so people think nice. they nice. the parts I did, not the gun. Ridiculous. All right. That's it. So let's all hang up at the same time. Yeah, we should do that. It'd be pretty good if we could. Three. Keep it, keep it moist in here. <laughs> We're ending it. We're ending it all. People, we love you. Thanks for listening to the Bits All Podcast. Thank you, CC. I think you were a very, very, very good contribution to this. I think yeah, it's great yeah. to constantly see. As we're talking about anything, there's like information of it popping up on screen. I think it's fantastic. So good that you're fired. Yes, thank you so much. You're, you're so good that fired. you're fired. Yeah, uh, you're immediately we'll- we will have a better screen. We're going to actually do two screens next time. Oh, my God. It's only going to take 45 minutes to set it up when we can start. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. no, hopefully we'll, we'll set this up. The 20 minutes of the technical talk of trying to set up two headphones <laughs> on one computer. We should do it. We should do like a, an IT podcast. Oh, We'd God. be the most hated people, or I would anyways, the most hated oh, people God. in podcasts. Like, why can't he good. just plug in the HDMI cord? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, our, we'd have the highest suicide rate of any listeners out of Holy. any podcast. <laughs> be so bad. Like people uh, would uh, literally be jumping out of buildings. Okay, here yeah. we go. So that's all. I'm glad. Love I'm you glad all. Okay, I will see you all.